What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to Oblivious Games, the show that beats Cyberpunk 2077. I'm one of your hosts, Jay Johnson, and joining me as always is my co-host, LaQuinza Gooby Goob Morgan. Hey, everybody. What's happening? Coming up on today's show, finally, we have our Cyberpunk 2077 review. It's been a long time coming, but this game is long as hell, so we took our time beating it, uh, exploring everything, turning over all the Easter eggs and all that bullshit. So that's what we're going to talk about today on this show. But first, as we always do, let's check in with my co-host, Gooby Goob. How's it going, big dog? Bro, finally here. Uh, you know, I feel like it's a long time coming. We took a, took a nice little, you know, relaxed didn't rush into it you know just cruise to the end and you know now we're here but uh you know just you know ready to get into it and have a good time let you know some good some bads mostly good though so you know excited about this one yeah this should be fun like you said we've been playing it for a little bit uh we finished it a couple weeks back but we've been kind of marinating on a little bit getting our thoughts together uh yeah i'm excited to talk about it with you i mean this is a huge game we both love rpgs a lot of choices in there uh you know we're very different in how we play these types of games so that's gonna be fun to talk about when we get to the gameplay section uh very much so <laughs> <laughs> but yeah this is our first big review on the channel so this should be uh a good bit of fun uh so yeah we won't we won't dally too much we're gonna go ahead and jump right into it um well actually before i jump into it let me let you guys know what the fuck is happening again this is oblivious games uh this is your weekly gaming podcast from the oblivious crew me and warriors out here uh yeah you can catch us on tuesdays uh we release you the new episode so come through hang out uh you know uh listen to us you know and let us know your feedback what you're thinking about the show uh you can catch us on our stream at twitch.tv slash oblivious pod uh on wednesdays we do those around eight o'clock uh central time we stream until we get tired because we're all old, old old people right. out here but yeah that's the uh <laughs> that's the vibes out here today uh coming from us but yeah, like I said, let's jump into this cyberpunk review. So this is our first one. Uh, a lot to get to. It's a huge, huge game. That's why I don't want to dally too much. But uh, to kind of get the juices going, I want to give everyone out there kind of an overview, uh, as it were, of what Cyberpunk 2077 is. Cyberpunk 2077 is an open world first person role playing game from Polish developer CD Projekt Red, who are most famous for the Witcher series. The characters in world are based on the 1988 tabletop rpg cyberpunk 2077 by mike pondsmith cyberpunk 2077 sees the players control v a do-it-all gun for hire in the fictional california coastal metropolis night city v finds himself infected with the soul of a long dead rocker turned revolutionary and now is on a journey to save their own life while taking down air Saka, the massive corporation looming over night city so yeah that's the game uh pretty big highly anticipated game uh came out in december 10th 2020 after a couple delays uh we've been knowing about this game since i believe 2013 was the original announcement and yep. yeah it's been it's been a long long road coming so yeah whereas uh, i want you to kick me off with just your overall thoughts on how you like the game overall thoughts we, we loved it all right so so long time waiting you know it's like say eight years in the making you know scrapped it a couple times but you know, uh, that, that E3 way, 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 way back, you know, when first got our first glimpse of it, everybody loved it. Um, but just as, just as, as a game, um, you know, I, I loved it, you know, just so much to me, quality was, was in the game. Um, now disclaimer, I, I didn't play it on next gen. Uh, so, you know, that, that is, um, I have a, I wouldn't say updated version, but I have a more stable version. Um, but just as the overall, you know, quality of a game, I, I really loved it. I enjoyed it. Um, it's just so many aspects of the game and it just like, you know, you get lost in there and just so much, so much, so many fun times I had in in this game. But 
overall, I, I loved it. Yeah, I'm right there with you, man. This was a great time. Um, Cyberpunk is probably my favorite genre. Uh, I love the Witcher series, as you as you know. And <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> Yes, we know this. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> uh, for me, this game was yeah, it was great. It's a great time. Um, yeah, it's huge. Lots to do. The open world was beautiful. Uh, the characters, like we'll get to in a little while, were some of the best characters I've seen in video games. And yeah, I can't really. I mean, there are things that I have that are like bad about it, but for an overall perspective, yeah, I did. I definitely loved it. Um, so one more thing, I guess. Do you think it lived up to the hype? Oh yeah. Um, a hundred percent. Oh, a hundred percent. That's yeah, fucking you know, <laughs> like it's for at least for me. Now that's just for me. You know, what I'm saying I I knew what I like to go into. I have um, realistic expectation when I start playing a video game, right? People who have just these phenomenal and unrealistic expectations and things they want a the game to do, man. You know, you want it to be like playable for like five years you want to have 100 plus hours of like you know what i'm saying main story content you want 300 hours of side quests that's that don't even make any sense okay but i knew what i was getting you know mostly because i'm but i I will say i am glad i did go back play witcher 3 you know played all that in the dlc because that gave me uh a pretty good picture of what to expect you know what i'm saying like how the side quests were you know main story quests you know like how the npcs can you know um, change outcome stuff. So at least to me, you know, I, I got every for my little sixty five dollars. I I got what I was gonna get out of it. So it, it lived up to my expectation. I'm not gonna say other people's expectations, but mine personally, you know, it it uh, exceeded those. So. Yeah, that's what's up. That's a good pull talking about Witcher Three as well, kind of giving you an idea of what to expect from a C Project Red RPG. Um, you know, The Witcher Three. I won't stay on it too long. I mean, that's a pretty highly praised game. Uh, the third in the series, they killed it. Uh, but even as it being one of the best RPGs, it doesn't really break the mold. It has quests, it has side right. characters, it has an open world, right? Like all these things you can find almost anywhere. But I guess the level of quality and the storytelling was like on another level. And then so bringing that into the conversation of Cyberpunk and these kind of opening moments is that um you know all the delays all the um, you know the back end stuff with the investors or the people pulling the strings and forcing the workers to do either long hours or you know crunch all this shit like that all that aside the bones of cyberpunk 2077 the story the open world the gameplay all that shit it really did click and it lived up to my expectations i know cdpr project they promised a couple things as far as like maybe more ambitious um mechanics or gameplay stuff that did not make it in there but i mean it's a game you right. know you you try things out if something doesn't work it has to get scrapped you know i'm not trying to hold their feet to the fire or even excuse them but it's more par for the course for games kind of go and so for me you know i'm already like hey man if this is like a seven you know which i think it's better than a seven if it's a seven i'm a good time because you know the right. world is there the characters are there, the story is there and and the passion as far as the creators who made this this product agree i agree 100 um like, cause that's the thing, man. Like everybody want to be an expert about something. Like, you know, game development. I can tell you the first thing about it. You know, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I got a, I got a degree in information systems. I can probably tell you, you know, the, the most basic level of coding. You know, how to tell somebody how to make something run. But like, I'm not gonna sit there and say, oh, just add this thing because that's not how it works. Like, you add one thing and like the back end of the shit just crash and just fall out the are, bottom. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So like. I can't just sit here and tell somebody how something works and I and why doesn't it work exactly like this? Like, oh, I don't work that way. That's that's not how it works. But, you know, people just their expectations are always too high, you know. 
always keep keep mine low, you know, so I'm never disappointed. No, I mean that's so funny too because uh yeah, I'm I'm right there with you as far as like I don't fucking know anything about games. So they're still magical to me. So when you're playing Cyberpunk and you fucking come out of the stacks or the you know your apartment building and you walk into that little uh, courtyard and you look up and you're like, look at this war like look at exactly. like this yep. is magical. <laughs> exactly. It's like so much stuff is going on I couldn't even begin to comprehend what what goes on behind this so i'm not even gonna try i'm just gonna be in awe and just just you know have my fun and move on <laughs> yeah and we talked about it a little bit i mean cdpr independent they developed and published this game by themselves they had some help from other people but i mean they're you know they're they're not on the small side of independent definitely not i mean they had more than i think 500 people work on this game but still to do this work on it develop it publish it make it for you know nine different SKUs. like it was a pretty massive massive task and uh we're recording this february uh 21st so you know all the last gen patches have been out not all of them but a lot of the bigger ones that kind of get the game more stable uh they've made their way through and the game is a lot more playable it's not as good as it is on next gen or even on pc but they're in a state now that is more aligned of what you would probably expect from a game this big on like a last gen kind of console so uh i'm just trying to give a big shout out to all the workers there because i mean they killed it i figured i felt they killed it from the beginning but they've still been diligently working trying to get this thing uh, as polished as they can and it's an ongoing process. I mean, it's a game. We're in the 2020s. That's how games work. We, we release a game, we work on it, we work on it, and it becomes something even bigger than it ever was when it uh, first launched. So, yep. uh, shout out to them putting in all that work. Uh, so, Juarez, would you recommend Cyberpunk 2077? I would. On next gen console. On the- <laughs> a little <In> caveat. Because, <laughs> you know, like I've, I've um, you know, because when it first came out, my, my brother in law, he was playing it. Um, but he, he couldn't really he couldn't like he, he kept crashing, he kept getting bugged. He's just like on, on an OG uh Xbox. It might have been actually a S, uh a one S. Uh he couldn't play it that that much. So I would definitely I, w- I would recommend it as a great game, definitely something you should experience. But you know, I'll probably say wait till you know a couple um a couple months where you know, iron out a couple of the patches, you know, a couple of the bugs, you know, or if you have next gen play it on next gen and or PC. So <laughs> Big ups. Okay, we can recommend it then if you're on next gen or if you're on PC. Um, yeah, like I said, they got the patches out, but if that that's where you probably want to play. Um, all right, well, shit, that's it. That's the uh, that's the kind of opening salvo, as it were, about our thoughts on Cyberpunk. But we're gonna kind of dig deeply into this uh, this massive, massive thing. So we got a lot of points to get through. Whereas uh, we kind of briefed it on in the pre-show, but you know, let's feel free to kind of fill it out, jump around, uh, see how you want to go. But I'm actually kind of interested in this first point you got from me. Quality. Uh, you can kind of tell me how you're thinking about it, but. Um, you know, I'm feeling that this is a triple A game, right? That this is the triple A game. I mean, you know, they got the voice acting, they've got the, you know, the tech behind all the, you know, the streaming, all the shit like that. Like, right. it stream, it screams quality from top to bottom as far as like what a triple A big budget RPG can uh, can can present to. So, what are you thinking about the quality of Cyberpunk 2077? And like for me, just specifically, like um, just the sheer amount of things that is in this game is just this amount of good things that are in this game. It's, it's just amazing. Right. And it's just like, it, it's always coming at you. It, it never seems to stop. Like I'm just driving around and like, I see something. I'm just like, Oh, let me go over here, you know, do this little thing. And then, cause I, I love when you just driving and like, it feels like you find something organically. 
or you know your friends should tell you that you know there's a Merc mobile for free you just go get it you know why not <laughs> um but you know just that and even like you pick up these little i guess like data pads or whatever yep. uh and it's just like the the lore you know the backstory of the game like that in itself yeah i just love stuff like that because destiny doesn't they have like people that just write that just lower, you know, just build characters, do world development. And just that, that quality in, in itself, just, just like, like a, you, you just, you just like, I love that. You know what I'm saying? You, you get an A from me and we're just doing that. It just, I might never read half of it, but like just knowing it's there, if I can just open up a little and I open up a little data pad and read it like, Oh shit. Okay. Well, you know, this is what they did. This is how, you know, they came across this thing. Um, that in itself is just, you know what I'm saying, screams like that people care and like, you know, just doing that little extra shit that half of the people ain't even going to read. Like, because you know half people don't. They just pick oh, it up no, and just collect not. it and just like, oh, okay, and just clear the, the new thing off and just keep going. So, um, but just that that quality, like you just get like a, you know what I'm saying, uh, nine out of 10 for me on that, you know. Uh, I wish I could play the audio and then just read it to, you know, just make me let me listen to it. But, you know, other than that, uh, it's it's great. Yeah, I, man, audio logs would be kind of dope. I mean, having some kind of section where you could just have all these things and then kind of go back to them. You know, uh, Bioshock is famous for doing this kind of stuff. You have the audio log, you pick it up and you walk around with it. I would definitely love that um, in this game. But you're completely right. I mean, that's probably the biggest compliment I can give this game is kind of the world and the, the story that they've created. I mean, like I said before, it's based off a tabletop RPG by Mike Pondsmith, and they've really, really expanded and kind of even really kept a lot of his, you know, his original writings, a lot of his original story. And it's in right. tomes and tomes of text as you kind of go around the world and you can kind of see it, and you can feel it. And it was cool because uh, I played it. I played it through once and I got my completion, but um, I played about 20 hours or so. And then I stopped and made a restart because I'm a fucking <laughs> I'm a crazy person. Yeah. But like going back and then seeing all these things and starting to see a lot of the uh like all the little the the breadcrumbs that get you to these points, right? Like you're hearing it, you're watch, watching like a news story wearing the elevator, right? All this shit like that. Like the the world is so interconnected, right? That all these things they're not just like screaming at you for no reason. It all has its place. It all has like some kind of right. uh, uh, string that you can tug on at some point. So they definitely pay attention to all these details and really made it a world that felt like it was like alive and that that screams quality. I mean, just like you're saying, hundred percent. All right, big ups, big ups, big ups. Okay, well, so the quality's there. How about the gameplay? Um, it's a first-person RPG. Uh, talk to me about the gameplay of Cyberpunk. All right, so just like, you know, you just said, you know, how many hours you had in it. Um, gameplay, at least to me, it's like people always want to judge a campaign, right? Like they always say, okay, well, I can beat the main campaign in such and such hours. This is not a long game. This is like n- no one builds a game, right, with 100 side quests for you to only do the main quest. And then talk shit at the end because it's too short of a game, right? <laughs> so for me, 50 hours is where I, 50 plus hours is where I ended up. I want to say like 55 and just 98% of it, I loved, I loved it. I loved all of it. 2% was this dude that I could not fight and he kept beating me up. Give me high hands that's out only, here. That's the only part that I really was just getting frustrated with. Those fights are tough, man. CD, Pro- <laughs> exactly. I don't know, if, like, I don't know. If there's someone on their staff that like got beat up as a kid because the witch is the same way. Like, Garrett's like the baddest motherfucker in all of Westeros, where the fuck he is, and he can get fucking slapped like real fast, and it doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> but like, that's the only problem I, I've had with. But you know, I, like I said, I enjoy all fifty plus hours of it. 
Um, you know, probably would have been longer, but I did want to finish it, you know, like a timely manner, you know, be able to say, uh, you know, we can get the review up. Granted, we still, you know, we were dragging the ass about that, but um, I, I did not like the ending that I got, the first one that I got, because I was like, I was trying to do the right thing, you know, by my character, you know, trying to make Johnny, but then it's like, oh, and then, you know, like the, the turns that it took at the end, I was highly upset with, but granted, that's what you get when it's like four different endings to a game. Of course, of course. Um, but that's also nice now where you got like multiple endings, you know, because the way people play video games is like astronomically different, right? Like I'm always like uh goody two shoe type person, you know, I want to do the, the right thing. The paragon out here. Yeah, yeah. And then you yeah, I always wanna be the paragon out here. And then you always do, you know, <laughs> do whatever the opposite that is. Um but you know, I just that that in itself. I mean, the gameplay. You know, I still once again, like if I had like a number on it, I'd definitely say definitely, definitely like somewhere like nine. You know, nine out of ten, nine point five, something like that. Uh, but the, with the gameplay, because I, I I just loved it. You know, just even with shooting mechanics, it's like they they're good. Just but like always, like it's always hard like not to compare shooting mechanics to like Destiny. So like I'm just like man, like it could be better, but it's like you know, but like Destiny might be the best. With those type of mechanics, so like yeah, Bungie's they're undefeated. Yeah, yeah, un- yeah. So, but it was good though. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. So. Um. No, the gameplay was great. First person game, like I'm saying. I was actually surprised to kind of go off the uh, the the shooting mechanics. I mean, yeah, you're right. It's definitely not a Destiny. Not, that's not a Call of Duty, but it was surprisingly. It felt good. Every every gun yeah. felt nice. The shotguns felt good. The pistols felt good. Um, it took me a while to get used to like the Magnum hand cannons to have like such a nasty recoil to them yeah the um, recoil pattern is off the chart yeah but they do they do crazy damage once you can kind of get you know fire from the hip as warriors told me in my stream <laughs> check me yes. out uh <laughs> twitch.cv just has dj goof troop you want to see that old stream of me running through there you go uh, and getting murked <laughs> uh but yeah no the gameplay was good i mean and it gave you a good mix of stuff right so essentially uh, the cyberpunk world you've got guns uh you've got swords the melee combat was surprisingly good i mean i know you ran around with the with the bat beating people in the fucking face <laughs> yes i did i did I, once i got that gold back it was it was i think i had uh i had um a pistol which i never shot i had a i had a bat and i had like yeah it was always like like none. Actually, I had two blunt weapons, and then I had a, yeah. a pistol with a silencer on. So. Let's fucking go! I ain't mad. But I don't like beat people up and like choke them out. So, so let me get this straight. So you were stealth, but you were also just beating people to, to fucking sleep. Yeah, because they were non-lethal takedowns. Oh, I see. I see. I got you. Yeah. So, you, or if you had like the hand cannon, you could shoot them to where they're almost dead, and you just hit them inside the head with a bat. Yeah, well, it's kind of weird because I feel like even when you were using lethal weapons, they would go more often into like a down state and then you would finish them off. So you could shoot somebody and still yeah. have them on the ground and be alive. It's kind of weird, but I and guess they, I appreciate they the even options. They like on the ground non-lethal. like, is this person dead? But they said they didn't die, so. Yeah. And they also had the cool little mod that you could put on any weapon to make it non-lethal, which I thought yeah. was pretty cool because it didn't. Yeah. It didn't like pigeonhole your selection for the guns because there's so many guns. I mean, it's like a, it's essentially almost like a Borderlands, right? Where you have different, right. you know, different manufacturers and those manufacturers influence the types, and then you know what you're gonna get from them. And then, um, yeah, it was like it was cool, kind of figuring out that kit for me. I love pistols. I'm a big pistol dude. I was pistols and fucking uh, uh, katanas. So I was pistol coming in there, popping them in the head, and they coming in, slice them off the body with the katanas. Of course. 
<laughs> what about the cyberware? Did you get into any hacking or any shit like that? Yeah, that's what I did. Like a like a like a a net runner bill mostly. Okay, okay, yeah. You know, because I like getting there, doing like shutting all the cameras off, and then like you know, like making up making people blind right behind me. I choke them out, throw them in the dumpster. That was pretty satisfying too, right? Playing from a playing from a hacker kind of perspective. Yeah. You would have been so proud of me. I went through a whole mall. And hacked everything and didn't get spotted not at once. Okay, let's get it. I did kill everybody though, so Perf- oh, I was Lord. I was like a ghost. No, I still can't. Is that not? Is that not I went to that mall and didn't kill anybody. You did? How, there was like fifty people in that mall. Yeah, but you just got to take your time, walk around. Except the Sasquatch lady, she almost called me. <laughs> oh, you talking about the last one at the end? Yeah, she almost got me. And she got these hot hands, big time. <laughs> and then I farmed her body for XP. <laughs> Wow. Shouts out. So yeah, the gameplay is pretty good. Um definitely up there for an RPG. I mean, I think um I think it's always kind of hard to balance that, right? Like especially like at a in a in a action RPG. It's not really an action RPG, but it's kind of getting more towards that. I would say the combat has more in similar with something like maybe like a GTA or something like that as far as like the gunplay goes, but then it gets expanded into more um, hacker stuff, which is more similar to like a Deus Ex. So uh, definitely a lot of options as far as that goes. Oh, how did you like the driving? I fucking love the driving myself over here. What do you uh, think? Well, well, not a huge fan of Not a huge fan. Yeah, I was a little I'm, I was a little I'm very bad. It, it took a little getting used to, but I'm, I'm just a bad driver in general, you know. I just, you well, know, speed, speed through everything. You know, I'll be trying to like drift, you know, think I'm playing like, you know, need for speed, you know. Dub edition, you know what I'm saying? But oh, Midnight Club, what's I up? I mean, Midnight Club dub edition, not Need for Speed. Sorry, I got you, bit though. Don't worry about it. Oh. Were you more motorcycles or were you cars? Would you drive? Uh, at first, I was more motorcycle. But then, like, I, I like you know me, I pick up everything that I can find. So I had to get a car to put stuff in the trunk. <laughs> so oh my god, <laughs> like every ten minutes, you're over encumbered. Like God, my <laughs> you got to sell that <laughs> shit, man. What I did, like, I, I, I like. Kind of like swapped off, you know what I'm saying? Like I sell some, and then like I, you know, dismantle some stuff, and then you yeah. know, I was just I was all over the place. Okay, okay. All right. Well, speaking of all over the place, talk to me about the choices. I mean, this game is an RPG, so we got a lot of dialogue options. We got a lot of um, choices in how you want to play your character. I mean, what did you think about all the choice options in the game? Liked it. I loved it. Um, that's like one of, one of my favorite things about a video game. Is just like. You know, people are sitting there like, all right, let's have this really good story, but let's make this tree, you know, where like it divides and you make this other thing that makes this other decision. Like, I feel like that's twice as much work to like make three or four or five different branches of like one choice, you know what I'm saying, affect the game. And I, and I appreciate that, you know, just give, giving different players different choices. Um, but the, But it didn't feel like, like one thing led to another, right? It felt like one thing led to its own different thing. Cause like I was like watching, you know, after you know, after I beat it, I always go to YouTube, you know, I see like what happened to other people. Have but to. like there's some people who got like choices because they well, they got like a mission because they made a choice. And like I never even got the mission because like I didn't make that choice. And like that's crazy. Like it's not like FOMO, you know what I'm saying? But it's like like wow this person played this a totally different way and they got like this entirely different option that the only way that I'm gonna get it is if like I have a save before I made the option or if I start over you know what right. I'm saying like and it made you it like gives it the game more replayability which is like always just like a good thing you know what I'm saying cause a lot of people 
you try to justify that sixty five dollars, right? It's like, damn, it's sixty five dollars. But then, like, once you look at it and you see that you got, at least for me, you know, I had like, you know, on like Fallout Three, I think I put like a hundred fifty plus hours in that game. Like, fucking, nerd. I can justify, yeah, exactly. I can justify, you know, what I'm saying that money, but like, you know, people always gonna say, man, this, this campaign's only, you know, like I said, twenty hours. This ain't worth sixty. Yes, it is. It's a whole nother game, you know, explore it. But the choices, top notch. Back to the short. You know what I'm saying? I'm getting up on the long rent. Good. I love them. They were they weren't too extravagant. They were they were right there. And I liked it. Loved yeah, it. Yeah, no, it was interesting because you really got to kind of shape your your V. Um it was kind of funny because I feel like V is uh V's okay, right? Like you play in V, but V's not really meant to be anyone right. special. But like, like through mediocre. your choices and how you treat other people, like that's what kind of really brings it out, right? So you right. Know, we're going to talk about the characters and we'll get through all like your romantic options, what you're going to say to them and what kind of path you're going to take them down. But like, I think the biggest thing is like your choices on how you interact with Johnny. Uh, we'll get to it at the end is how how that correlates to your endings. But yeah, it's not told to you at all, right? Like No, not <laughs> even close. You're kind of thrown in here with Johnny Silverhand, you know, Keanu Reeves out here doing his damn thing. And you're presented with all these options as how, how you speak with him, this choice of how you're going to deal with Johnny. I mean, he's a he's like he's in your body. He's trying to kill you. Maybe maybe he's trying to help you all this shit like that. So you have to decide on what kind of person you're going to be to him. And that changes what you see in the game. It changes, you know, how Johnny interacts with you, changes the ending, changes what you're going to kind of get out of him. So for wow. them to kind of put that in there and not really rely on it being an A and B kind of situation is really cool. Right. Because, I mean. You know, we alluded to the Paragon and Renegade system for Mass Effect, which is a fantastic game. Can't wait for Mass Effect, the Legendary Edition. However, that was always black and white. So a lot of the choice in this game, you know, they present it to you in a way that's more gray that gives you, you know, you're like, well, fuck, I don't know. I did that wrong until you get to that point. And you're like, wait a second. Fuck, I did that wrong. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and then you're scrambling like, what the fuck? Yeah. And then you're trying to save and then you're trying to restart your old save and then you're trying to go back. It's a whole thing. It is a whole deal. Yeah, and as far as like the choices go, you know, with your character creator, uh, we'll get to that, I guess, more in depth here and down here in a bit. But I like that in each tree, you were able to make a move and put this point here. But even if you got deeper into another tree, it would also correlate to it. So lots and lots of branching paths for, you know, your options as far as like how you want to treat people and then lots of uh, options as far as how you want to create your person. So. Man, the depth is uh, is definitely there in all kinds of spades. So, yep. shout out. All right, next up, your favorite thing in the world war is side right. quest. Talk to me, big dog. All right, this right here, side quest on this game, you get a solid 10, okay? Let's go. Oh, shit. Okay? <laughs> you know, because something that makes a side quest really good, it's like, it's got to be very optional. And like, all of these side quests are like, optional the second thing is they got to be fun and like they're very fun like when you're doing side quests with characters like it made me want to continue to do it like to close out a story arc or see like what happened with this npc you know like like i guess like in short it makes you care about them and that's like that's very hard to do for like an npc somebody you're gonna see a couple times like one of my favorite ones you know, spoiler alert is that with Claire, you know, like the doing the, the racing, like that's probably one of my favorite ones, you know, just like the ways, the so many ways that that quest can end is just like, it's crazy. Um, But like, it just made me want to care. I'm like, oh man, you know, I feel kind of bad for, you know, for this person. Um, 
you know, they want to get some closure, you know. So, granted, I know it's a fictitious character. I'm, I'm very aware <laughs> of this. But I fell for it. I was like, oh, man, well, I, I want to kind of, I want to help her out, you know. And then they start telling me, you know, about her husband, you know, all this other kind of stuff. And it's like, wow. Like, this might be, you know, this is B's friend now. And I want to know what happened. Um, the only, other th- only thing, only problem I had with the side quest was them three bars, you know, like in the middle of the screen. Yes, tell yes, you yes, where yes. you were with with the quest, but then said Johnny, but it never explained what the what the hell that was even for. Yep. Or maybe I just didn't. Maybe I just missed what they tried to explain it to me, or just didn't understand it. But like, that's really the only problem I had. But all like other quests, you know, driving around, just finding random shit to do, you know, giving money, helping the police, you know, doing all the other stuff. I loved it. Loved all of it. Yeah. So a lot of different options for you out there, right? You got you know your basic fetch quest. Um, you have so essentially it's kind of broken down, right? Like actual side quests, which are usually going to be involving, say, like a romantic character, some other right. kind of named character, right? Mm-hmm. Those are the bigger ones that kind of branch off into multiple options. Uh, then you have uh, the gigs, which are more similar to kind of just bounty board contracts. They can be anything from killing somebody uh, to stealing something, recovering Kidnapping. a body, um. All that kind of shit like that, right? Just kind of random stuff, stealing a car, all this shit. Uh, and then you'll have a whole section just for buying cars, which is pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, what? Like, I bought one car. <laughs> so it. many fucking cars to buy. Yeah, I'm just like, I don't need that. What I'm doing with all these cars? Where the hell am I going to store all these fucking cars at? Or is it's a fucking trophy, too, so. <laughs> oh, well, I'm not getting that. Yeah, I got, I'm going to have to go back to get that bad boy. It's, it's going to be some madness, but. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so side quests, your gigs. Uh, which are basically your contracts and your kind of car thing. So a lot of different options for you. And then within the world itself, uh, you are posed as a subcontractor, I believe, for the uh, for the Night City Police Department. So whenever there's like some goons acting a fool or some uh, cops yeah. fighting some people, you can just roll up in there and murder everybody and be like, hey, good job, guys, and just walk away. <laughs> exactly. It's like, we're under attack. I was like, all right, hold on. Let me let me throw this motherfucking park, hop out, handle this shit, jump back in the car, don't go. <laughs> It's just so like, cause, cause if you like run over somebody to do some bullshit, the cops would be after you like in a heartbeat. But yeah, you come through in there and you're just like, no, I'm gonna murder everybody here and just walk away. It's hey. like, oh, y'all cool with that? Cool. I'm, yeah, I'm going. This, this cool. Oh man, cool. All right, man. There was another pretty good. Um, uh, what was it? The the cyber virus or whatever it was. Like the people were getting infected, and there was some cop lady who called you, and she wanted you to get the people, but she didn't want you to kill them. She wanted you to, like save them, like not only. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It was like a psycho something. Oh yeah, yeah, yep. The psychos, yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I took I took all of them down. He don't want to side oh, here well with played. the bat. You know, uh, actually, I think I'm, I got like two of them left, really. But yeah, I enjoyed those. Those those are those are those are fun. And like yeah, I don't like show up on the map. You got like ride around and find it. That's that, that's tight. Yeah, I like the side quest a lot. I mean, they're because you never knew what you're going to get, right? Like you said, you drive around the map, you can they pop up, they'd be, you know, either context sensitive for you being there, or it'd be just a question mark to say you're going to find something here. And then, yeah, you'd be on a journey. Sometimes you get something quick, or sometimes you get like a three or four step kind of process. Uh, but I think I'm going to do a quick skip here. And since you're talking about side quests and mention our homie Claire, uh, I kind of want to bring in the characters into the mix. I think they're like integral to these side quests, like you're saying, right? Like yeah. Claire, you're completely right. Claire is one of the coolest characters in the game. Uh, her whole story storyline basically you meet her uh she's a bartender at afterlife which is the bar um that is you'll find out owned by um uh rogue uh 
once we get to the end of the story. Uh, but she's a bartender there. You find out she does races. Uh, then you find out that her husband actually got killed in the last race she did before she met you. And she's out for revenge. Uh, so you go on this really crazy storyline where you're going through the races. You got to get to the top to beat the first man because he's the person who's quote unquote responsible for her husband's death and you can uh depending on how you talk to her again back to your choices uh gives you the outcome of that race right so if you talk to yep. her a certain way uh you can end up not killing him or having her not kill him and then get a couple cars or if you talk to her a different kind of way she's gonna only kill him and you only get the one car and she's like kind of <laughs> you know her character isn't like fulfilled right because she wants that revenge she gets the revenge and she doesn't really have anything else so that's a great little storyline with the homie claire out here yep i felt kind of bad like i kept trying to like save him i was like because as soon as i made it i was like listen you can do whatever you want just don't do it during the race i was like that might not have been the best one and then we get to the last one and she's like chase this motherfucker off the freeway i'm just like no no because i finished the race and then she really mad i was like oh okay. she was pissed I ain't getting nothing. All right, let me let me restart my save. We go chase him down, and then she just shoot him in the street. <laughs> I'm just like, you know what? You know, I'm done. You, you got what you wanted. Let's let's move on. <laughs> that scene is awesome because he's got his dope ass car, the Quadra or whatever it is, but it's like customized with like a yeah. wide body. Kid's blacked out, gets big ass wing, and he just destroys it. He just flips it in the streets, and he's like pinned down by. And she like runs up to him, <laughs> fucking execution <laughs> style, just blows his brains out. <laughs> Man, I feel bad for that dude. Whoop. But, but but that goes back to the choices because yeah, when you're talking, because you get the basically you decide on the fate of him and the end of that quest line, the mission prior when you're on the when you're at the um on the outskirts, you're like this little high road area looking down the city. You have this long conversation with her, and yeah, d- depending on what you say, it's like four options to respond to, and if you pick the wrong one or you pick a certain one rather, that gives you that outcome. So that kind of shows you how the choices are kind of laid in there. My only problem with Claire, and this is kind of maybe an overall problem, not necessarily with Cyberpunk, but probably just RPGs. You have this great like two hour, three hour long quest line with you. You get to know her. You know, your chooms out here. You know what I'm saying? You live life to death (laughs) with this lady. She gave you your fucking car. But then after you go see her at the bar, she's like, hello, what's up, V? And that's all you get. (laughs) Exactly. Like, we we just went through a whole bunch of shit together. That's it? All right. Cool. Well, see you next time. (laughs) That's more of, I guess, a game thing. But I'll, because I was like, oh, I want to talk to Claire. I want to see what, like, what, how are you doing? Like, are you mourning your husband better? Like, what the fuck is going on out here? Give me some extra dialogue options. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I mean, Claire's one of my favorite, but I mean, we can kind of dig into some more. Uh, what did you think about the homie, uh, the bromie, your sidekick, your bestie, Jackie Wells out here holding it down? Um, I, I, I did like Jackie. Um, I started with, mine was the Nomad, so I imagine you meet him in like a different scenario depending on the type of kid that you pick. So, yeah, tell me about the Nomad. Yeah. Yeah. So that one was like we started, you know, and we were doing like a little, we were running some, might have been some, oh, we were running some across the border. It was the iguana. So it was like a <laughs> iguana. And um, that it was just the, the way they met and just the way they were acting, you know what I'm saying? And just like, even like the little montage leading up to, you know, how they like, friends and all that stuff that, that was kind of dope and like i like that in itself you know just like having those three different like lead-in options like because i do want to go back and play like a, a corporate person just to see like what that corporate like meeting scenario looks like 
Um, but I, did, I, I mean, Jackie, I, I did. I like Jackie a lot. I thought he was a very well fleshed out character. Um, you know, he had his own troubles. You know, just a little little street kid. Uh, you know, getting in the gang a little early in life. You know, what I'm saying. So it, it was it was good. I, I think they did like whoever was on like the character writing team that they they did a really good job with this character. It sucks so bad because Jackie does die. Uh, rest in peace. Spoiler alert. Um, but um, he uh, his funeral mission if you do it again choices comes back to choices whenever he does die at the, the end of the um opening heist scene if you tell the robot uh was it dylon not dylon uh delamain if you tell delamain to take his body back to his mother then you'll get the option to go to his funeral later and Juarez, it's so weird like i mean he's a fucking fake character so boohoo but <laughs> it's so weird for like a funeral scene to be like a great mission in the game but that mission was awesome right like no combat, no yeah. nothing, just like walking dope. around, collecting some stuff and talking to people. I guess she was awesome. Just talking to the chooms out here. You know, going to the, to the room, you know, picking up some items. That was tight. You get like to hang that. out with Misty and go through everything and see like how much she cared about her and how much she was like listening and all this shit like that and how you get all this past and, you know, man, just great, great character development. Oh, yeah. What's up, guys? Thanks for listening to today's show. Uh, if you want to check us out, you know, go to our website. We are obliviouspod.com. Uh, if you want to stay up to date with what's going on with us, also check us out on socials. For Instagram, we are at obliviouspod. And then on Twitter, we are at obliviouspod1. Uh, give us a follow. Tell us we're pretty. Tell us you love us. Tell us we're great. All right, back to the show. All right, well, we're going to keep rolling with a couple more people out here. How about my boy Victor, your uh, your local Ripper doc? Now, Juarez, <laughs> at the beginning of the game, Victor does something for you. He gives you some nice fancy eyeballs, and right. then he gives you a, a ticket receipt for yes. 20,000 Eddies to pay for these eyeballs. Now, nothing really changed. You don't really have to pay Victor this money, but you can, I suppose. Uh, what did you decide to do once you got those 20,000 Eddies after... Um, after Victor got you his eyeballs and what did you do about that about that debt to be paid I paid him back <laughs> like literally as I kept getting money I, like, I kept going back just to make sure I had enough to pay him back I was like oh man I gotta do another mission and like I came from like my last dollar to pay him back that's a better man than me right here that's what I'm trying to say I was like alright man there you go well, I appreciate it man you know I just wanna make sure we squared up you know in case I need something I thought I was gonna get something for it like like a discount or did you like get anything free no just mm. satisfaction of, you know, having the debt cleared. Mm. Mm. All right. Well, shout out to you for being a good dude then. All right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, next up, I want to talk about, uh, just quickly though, Dexter Deshaun. I just love his character model. Like fucking Rick Ross looking at his motherfucker. He's got the golden yes. hand. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, he's a fixer and the fixers in the game are pe- basically the people who kind of set up the um uh, these gigs for the for you. You know, you're the you're the do-it-all hitman kind of guy, and the fixers set you up, and you go and do the job, and the fixers get paid. Uh, kind of a middleman. Uh, you'll see how they get kind of shit-talked as the game kind of goes, but uh, they're kind of making the the happenings go down in, uh, throughout Night City. And Dexter Deshaun is the first big fixer that you meet. Uh, when you meet him, it's kind of like you're in to be uh, essentially like um, you know the dude. Like you're trying to get popularity. So did you like Dexter Deshaun out here holding it down as uh, as your first you know taste of this? Of this life, I did at first, you know. Then he tried to kill me, and that wasn't cool. <laughs> I should have seen it coming off like, because mm, I did. I told him I was like, "Hey, man, this, they trying to set you up, man. They trying to cut you out the middle, right?" Yeah. I told yep. him I was like, 
Maybe maybe we'll be friends. Nope. Homeboy still shot me. So I don't like him. Yeah. He's cool at it, first, though. Yeah, he gets his back immediately, though, because um, your boy Goro uh, blows his brains out almost immediately when you get out of that thing. And if you go back, you can actually get his gun. They're pretty trash, though, because uh, they the only money. way to get... You say what? It takes money to shoot it. Yeah, yeah, it takes money. Yeah, the only way you can get ammo. It doesn't run out of ammo, but it costs ammo to shoot it. It's the most ridiculous yeah. gun of the game, <laughs> but it looks pretty cool, though. Oh, uh, you told like, hey, me, man. and I was like, I don't know where it is, but then like a side quest actually takes you back out there. Oh, it does. Okay, okay. Mm. It's like from the uh, the net runner that's inside of uh, Rogue's Club. I okay. forget his name, but like, and it takes you. Out there. I think it's like a cyber dick or something too. Um, yeah. It is it in? Because I I remember because I went back there to get the gun, but there mm. is like a um, a fridge or something with a dead net runner inside of it. Does that yes, quest that, take you to that's that the person? One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one. I, yeah. I was like, oh, this is Dexter Deshaun. Give me this gun. Yeah. Punk ass. Just hanging out there, dude. I love that shit like that. It's so cool. I mean, this, you know, Night City is not the biggest city that they've made, but definitely the, probably the most dense dense one they've made. Oh, yeah. And, it's definitely, um, definitely. It's yeah. cool because you're out there and you see the you see the city. Like, as you roll over, you see the city and you drive to it and you drive back to it. So, it's pretty cool how that's all kind of contextualized in that world. Yeah. Uh, I just want to give a, a shout out to homie, my homie T-Bug. Rest in peace out here. She held it down uh, as, the, as the lady in the Rest chair in for peace. a little bit. I didn't know she even did they say that she's she's dead after right? after you after the heist. Oh, oh, never mind. I just assumed that she like just went off the grid. Oh, never mind. Then. Sorry, put one yeah. out for Because if it didn't happen during the heist, because I think you lose communication with her. I want to say because she was like I'm pinched or some shit like that. You know when you're escaping the the Arasaka Tower. Right. Uh, but I want to say either someone confirms it or you hear something about it afterward. But oh well, never mind. Just at the T-Bone. Sorry, T-Bone. Uh, next up, let's get into Johnny Silverhand. So Johnny Silverhand, <laughs> famously played by the one and only Keanu Reeves. Uh, this was revealed at E3. He came out. He had his cool moment. He was like, you know, you're beautiful, all this bullshit like that. Uh, so yeah, words. what did you think about uh, Keanu Reeves as the titular, the titular uh, revolutionary rocker boy, Johnny Silverhand? It was a good character. I really did like the character. I liked, um, you know, it was like this fictitious person. In your head, but he wasn't really a fictitious person. He was actually a real person. Uh, and like even in like the cutscenes where he'd just be like chilling, hanging out on stuff, just like talking to you, trying to like get you to do one thing, you know, trying to be like him. Which, just so y'all know, anything he told me to do, I did not do it. I went against him. <laughs> That's why your shit was so low. Because <laughs> he's a fucking maniac. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> I was like, bro, that seems like a stupid idea. We're not going to do that. <laughs> he's like, blow the whole fucking thing up. Uh, but but my only gripe with him, right, was as far as acting went, I don't feel like he was the best one. Like, I feel like his performance was, it wasn't bad, but it was like, it kind of felt like stoic, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. not that he was too much into the character, but it just didn't, re- didn't resonate with me. I was just like, bro, like, man, you died 50 years ago, you was a lunatic, and you come back, you might get a second chance, and you still a lunatic? Like, calm down. He's still hype as fuck. Yeah, like, you're trying to take me down with you. I let you take control of my body one time, and you're over here, we just shots, shots. And what a scene. Go- Bro, I'm like, okay, dude, you, you lost all trust, <laughs> all privileges, boy. <laughs> but, you know, as far as the, as the character, it's a good character. You know, it just, he just, it just wasn't my favorite one. Yeah, it's interesting because I mean I love I like Ken Reeves as an actor a lot, but I mean I think it kind of shows just the difference between being a like a performant actor like a 
a live action actor versus like a voice actor. I mean, you have to do so much with your voice to make it come out. And yeah, I, I kind of agree with you. I did like his performance overall and I thought it was good. But yeah, I feel like there was something missing there. Like there was some some little bit of a thin kind of a wall that was kind of keeping him from being himself. Because even though he is an actor who acts, it was like he was acting a little bit different because it was in a video game. So I'm not sure how he would kind of, you know, alleviate that or whatever but shouts out to him because his dialogue was really good i felt like he was so good because you kind of literally are johnny silverhand like as the game is going he's kind of taking you over more he's influencing your decision it's kind of you're getting this dr jekyll and mr high kind of thing where they talk about it it's like you know he's in your brain as this construct this chip that can't be removed and he's literally trying to take over not trying to he's involuntary involuntarily doing it because of the chip but you can kind of see the psychosis and you're changing your mind so it's cool because it puts you in the position of a better character johnny silverhand is way better than you know base ass v like v has like no personality whatsoever no not at all but i do agree that johnny silverhand is a little bit lower on the level as far as like other you know big um big characters in the game itself right who was your favorite uh side character we could talk about them next uh, probably Pan Am. Talk to me about some Pan Definitely, Am. I'm glad you went Pan there. Everyone... I, I, that was probably one, like one of my favorite ones. Probably because she's like a nomad and like you know like, but she was like having trouble, you know, coping with that because she always wanted to be moving around and just like I don't know. It, I, I just I just like like that character, you know, and like the way she was like kind of like standoffish and then like you go through some shit together and it's like oh yeah. well you kind of cool we kind of care about each other you know what I'm saying then oh let's go into this cave kill all these people and then you know do some other stuff get into some trouble but uh she was she was she was definitely she was my favorite 100%. man if we ever get dlc for this game um i would just love to be with any of these characters like for 10 to 15 hours you know because like yeah you only get so many quests with each of them um a lot of these people that we're going to talk about next are like romantic characters so you get more quests than kind of normal um but yeah i mean pan am's a great story like she like she could be the lead in the game you know she's a nomad True. she falls in and out of her you know her clan the um oh my god Aldecados. the oh yeah was it is it the Aldecados? yeah Aldecados. yep yep Aldecados. yeah so falls in and out of there you know she's she she has like this this strength about her that she wants to kind of push and bring her her nomads into more of a more of a not aggressive but a more of a like taking control kind of situation instead of being on the back foot like a lot of nomads are they're kind of trying to stay out of things trying to be they right. do their own stuff but she's trying to be more progressive about it and she of course butts head with the acting member or acting leader of that of that band of um you know that merry company of of merry peoples so that's what you get when you come in you're kind of help her trying to see what she's doing what she's up to offer your assistance and you guys grow romance and man as far as like romances and video games go this is probably like one of the cooler ones like it's yeah seems kind of realistic (laughs) uh and yeah it kind of has a really cool ending that it just you know it just worked like it felt real spicy and a spicy s16 and a tank And also had VR, I guess. Like they were so essentially Yeah, yeah, I don't know what all that was about. So essentially, you know, we're spoiling everything here. I mean, it's a review, so fuck it. Essentially, you guys are operating this tank together. Um, what's the movie with John Boyega? Um uh, specific rim style where you have to have like oh, two people connected. 
I got and then you. you can feel everything they feel. And so you get in there and you're doing practice. And she's like, so uh, and this is if you play your cards right now. You got to. And I think yeah, you yeah, can yeah. only be uh, masculine V to get the romance with Pan Am. But if, if you play your cards right, do everything properly, then you get a chance to romance her. And um, yeah, you have like together neuro and physical sex. And it's a dope, dope scene. So shout out. All right, next up, um, we'll we'll, no, we'll do Carrie Uridine next. Carrie Uridine, uh, he's one of the members of Samurai, which is Johnny Silverhand's band. I mean, one of my favorite characters. He's kind of an asshole, but like he's also kind of tormented too, which I mean, I guess most assholes are, and he's doing some tormenting. But I felt like his character had a pretty cool arc as far as kind of letting you in. It was a little weird because he's clearly in love with Johnny and like, there's like this awkwardness because you technically are Johnny, but you're not Johnny. But if you pull on those threads enough that he's like, no, nah, fuck that. Like, I want to be with you type deal, not Johnny. So uh, you kind of un- un- uncover some of his secrets and shit like that. And it actually ends up being a pretty cool quest line. So shout out to Carrie Uridine. I have no comment on that one. I didn't even do anything with him. Oh, man, you got to check him out. It's cool. He's got some cool quests. Even if you don't take it to the romance bit, he's got he's like his quest line goes goes into a pretty cool spot. Okay. What's the last thing I did? We blew up a van with some team. Yeah, yeah. That's like the, that's like girl. the it's like the first one. That was yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Bro, it's so cool because he has because he's got beef. Like that's what he's like. For the most part, his his things just beef because he's actually still doing his thing or whatever. And right. these are if you remember these, it's like a little pop group that he just doesn't like, and they're kind of like infringing on his you know his stardom as it were. And then got it. Yeah, I don't want to spoil it too much for you because you go back unless you're not gonna go back and tell you what happens. You don't want me to tell you, or you're not going to go back? No, don't tell me, man. You okay, don't tell Okay, damn it. Okay, okay. We'll go back to it. Pull in those straight lines. All right, next up, uh, let's talk about Judy Alvarez, the brain dance expert out here. What do you think about Judy, uh, our tattooed uh, lady out here? Oh, I love Judy. She got Judy one of, was dope. Yeah, her story art was so good. You know, where he just like going back to where she grew up. You know, you just swimming in this uh, radiated water. What a dope area! Like, what the fuck? That was just that, down that, that there. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah, that I, that I enjoy. Um, you know, I just and even like her her story arc comes like like a close. You know what I'm saying? She was like, you know, all the stuff that you did, you know, for the dolls, and then like, you know, trying to save them, and then when she gets done, she's like, okay, well, I, I don't want to do this no more. I'm going to Oregon. <laughs> and I was like, see you. You know, have fun in retirement. Yeah, I mean that shit was intense, and yeah, you. You know, you take back the dollhouse, uh, basically on a revenge mission for the lady who gives you the job in the first place, whose name I'm forgetting right now. Um, it was Judy's friend, though. Judy's friend starts you out in this quest. She gives you the mission as far as getting with um, getting the biochip and shit like that. She was in a relationship with your noble Arasaka, and that's how she knew about the biochip. And she kind of hatched his whole plan to, like, steal this from underneath her, which was pretty crazy given her. I guess station right like she's just doing her own thing and then she kind of falls into this and she hatches this master plan to steal <laughs> to steal this biochip from this like mega corporation uh, but then she gets fucked over in the end which kind of sucks but yep. Judy in relation to her carries you this mission where we get control of the dollhouse and man it's actually super dope that whole kind of little storyline because you do a lot of avenging right like you're saving people yeah. you know you're working with some dolls and shit like that and the dolls essentially are uh, sex workers in the game um, and you go and kind of go in there and you, you know, you help them out, you do some cool stuff and you, uh, you make some wrongs right. So definitely big shot to Judy Alvarez. Uh, how did you like the brain dances? Were you digging them at all? 
Oh, I thought the brain. I thought it was too much time. I think too many resources went into that brain dance shit. Yeah. Um, for especially when you only did like four or five times, I was like, man, y'all really, you know, a lot of resources were spent on this, and we only did it like a handful of times. Like, it's, it was the idea. Of it was cool. If it was like, if you could like do it more. Like, I thought it was like cool. You know, being be, be like, kind of reminded of me like a uh, Batman. Yep. You know, he like go in there and try to like you know find the clues and stuff, and but it was like. I really hate to scrub in that video like eight times to find every clue in there. <laughs> you know, restart it from the beginning and then I go to like a different track. You know, I'm just like, okay, all right, come on, come on, come on. You know, maybe if it was like simplified, like dumbed down a little bit, it, it might have been better. But um, I, I just, for as intricate as it was, I feel like they, they could have, you know, put that effort somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of weird because I think the brain dance itself was a cool idea, but you're kind of right. I think it got a little tedious after a while because you're, like you said, you're scrubbing through. You're trying to find these clues. Very Batman, Arkham, detective mode type shit. Um, but I think every time you did it, it unearthed cool stuff. Like that's the kind of the problem with RPGs. You're trying to find a, a way to make something fun that gets you the story because that's what you're here for. You're here for the story. You're here for the information. And right. so getting those moments when you're you know, I think it's the first time you meet uh, Mama Brigitte. It's in it's in um, Judy's friend's brain dance. And you have to like trans you have to translate her French, essentially. And then it gives you like this bit of information that you didn't know before. And it's like an aha moment. Like, oh, shit, I got to go here. Like that moment is cool when you figure it out. But trying to figure out that you got to go down the steps and to the right and then put it to the audio track and then rewind it and then sample it. By the time you get there, you're kind of frustrated, to be honest. <laughs> Yes. Yes, very frustrating. Evelyn is her friend's name, Judy. Thank you, thank you, Evelyn. Yes, Evelyn. Shouts out to Evelyn. Evelyn is the is the lady that gets you. She's basically trying to get you to double cross um, uh, Dexter Deshaun at the beginning, and you probably should because he's a piece of shit anyway. You shouldn't because he's still gonna shoot you. I mean, you don't get any money anyway, so it's fine. You don't get any money, so it don't matter. It's, you get shot the, either way. It's all fake. Yeah, you get shot anyway, so it's all fun and. And Evelyn dies too. Rest in peace, <laughs> man. That shit was that shit was sad as hell when they got Evelyn because they got her and that was no good. Um, but yeah, shouts out to her because she, man, she like Evelyn was like an opportunist. She's like, no, 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 no. I'm about to, like she took her chance. She took her fucking shot. It didn't work out for her, but she took it her did not. Shot. <laughs> did not. I ain't even mad at her out here. Um, yeah, I guess just a couple more people. Um, that we'll get through before we get out of here. Of course, the Arasaka family. You got Saburu, which is the father. Um, he's the um, well, I guess not the father. He's he is a father, but he is the head of the Arasaka Corporation. As you get into the game, which is twenty seventy seven, uh, you see him in the heist mission. He comes to confront his son Yorinobu, and Yorinobu kills him, and then so that kind of sucks. But what's good for you is that if you play your cards right, you can sneak up to the top of that roof and get uh, Saburu's sword, which is like five hundred crit damage or some bullshit like that, which is crazy. Well, damn. Uh, yeah, it's a pretty dope sword to use. Uh, and then Yorinobu, as I said before, that's his his being Saburu's second son. Uh, he left the company, left the kind of family to do his own thing, but he came back and kind of hopes to take over. And he's the one who took the soul killer and was going to sell it to somebody or whatever and do his own bullshit with. And mm. uh, so Saburu was not excited about that. Yeah. And then you got Hanako Arasaka, which is the Soronobu's third child, his only girl. Uh, she comes into uh, the, the play later because she's kind of, we're going to try to lean, we being, 
V and then uh, Soboru's bodyguard, who is uh, Goru, Goro, I'm sorry, Goro Takamura, are going to use Hanako to uh, to kind of clear their name. She wants to do it a certain way. We'll come back to that in a second when we talk about the ending and all the shenanigans that happens with her. Um, but yeah, that's kind of an overview of some 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 of the bigger characters. Uh, Mama Brigitte, she's the net runner from the Voodoo Boys, and then Placid is her homeboy, the Muscle. He was pretty cool too. You don't fit, you don't spend a lot of time uh, with the Voodoo Boys down there in Pacific. I kind of wish you did because that was pretty dope. That little mission that you did when the mall. I mean, you <laughs> you murdered a shit ton of people for them, but that's kind of it. Yeah. Uh, but I wish you spent more time with them down there because they were pretty cool. Uh, oh, and then of course Alt Cunningham, uh, which we will talk about in a second once I explain what the fuck has happened with the Soul Killer, <laughs> and then we also have Rogue. Um, where's Rogue at? I lost Rogue. Rogue Amadiris, who's pretty sweet as well too. Another big fixer that I have kind of mentioned, but yeah, so a couple notable characters, a lot of characters in this game. What I guess overall, would you say that there are a lot of favorable characters in this game? War is yes. Uh, most of the characters are very, very, very likable. Yeah. Um, like, you know, away from even if they're like non like romantic relationship wise, I, I think they all are, uh, most of them are really, really good. Um, like you either really hate them or you, you know, you really love them. So that's, that's, all, that's how you know it's always, they've done a good job of, you know, with the player investment. Yeah. But, yeah. I, I love, I love most of them. You know, also, side note, if you in the heist, when, uh, when a homeboy is choking his dad out, uh, you know Adam Smasher just stares at you the whole time. Does he really? Yeah, he just literally he just like because I think he knows you're there, but like he just like stares at you like the entire time. I wonder there's, why he doesn't do there's, anything. Then. There's even a, like a mod if you put a mod. I can't remember what it's called, but like uh, it highlights enemies that have like detected you. Yeah, and like he'll be highlighted the whole time. He just stare. He just stares you down like just. Just go back and play. You just watch. He just be just sitting there, just just eyeballing you the entire time. Adam Smasher's a creepy motherfucker. So yeah, Adam Smasher. Yeah, I guess he's like, like the official bodyguard, like the like the like the body bodyguard of yeah. the uh, the Arasakas. He's uh, an old soldier from way back when, but he's like implanted into this big body armor piece thing now. Like he's like way more robot than human at this point. Yeah, it's he's like ninety awesome. percent robot. Like that was like um, one of the creepiest things. Like when I was doing that first BD, and like he like walked by, and I'm just like. He tells he tells Evelyn, oh my god, yeah, I don't know if I can. Exactly. This. And I'm just like, and the thing is, you have to keep rewinding it to that part. I'm just like, get away from me. He tells Evelyn, you look like a piece of fuckable meat, and I was like, Jesus Christ! <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> well, and what's so awesome about the brain dance? Like that, like the brain dances are cool, but like just not in practice. Like I wish it was more right. on rails because the whole point of the brain dance is like you feel everything that the person who was in the brain dance feels. I'm going to go on a slight tangent to talk about brain dance for a second, if you'll excuse me, but I think it will be right. worth it. <laughs> um, essentially, the brain dance is you experiencing whatever the person it felt. So in that instance, the one you're talking about is Evelyn's brain dance. She was using hers because she got into the safe area and you were walking. And so at that moment when V's like experiences brain dance in Evelyn's body or her, the memory in being in Evelyn's body, uh, he said he felt her fear, which is kind of cool, right? It's like you feeling what everyone's feeling. And then so the brain dance is like a commodity, right? So people want the weird shit. The people want to get shot. You know what I'm saying? They want to like, they want to experience other stuff. They want to experience death. There's all this kind of crazy stuff like that. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. uh, which I do delve into. But I think in the practice, the brain dance, just because of we're still controlling with the fucking game. So like a game pad. So it's not like a one to one. Not necessarily. I want like I'm not saying yeah, I, I don't want, want that this. in my game. I'm just saying <laughs> I'm just saying thematically we are still outside of it. But right. it all sounds really good in practice. <laughs> it's more than just sex. That's what that's what Judy wants you to know, because Judy deals in in sexy brain dances, but she knows about their uses and their um their impact on the world. So shouts out. All right. Well, that was a cool little segue into all of our characters. Um, talk about the side quest. Talk about the soundtrack wars. What do you think about the music of Cyberpunk out here? Uh, it was it was in the I think in and out of battle. It was definitely good. You know what I'm saying? Like in the car, the radio was just like hilarious to me because like some of that music was so like just in your face you know what i'm saying i was just like just tone just tone the music down just a little bit yeah but like when you the music when you doing like something in battle it was so it was so good um that and and this ain't got nothing to do with soundtrack but i really loved like not loved them but like they just made for like an interesting like setting the billboards and like the ads mm. they were they were so hilarious i'm just like on the elevator just like riding up and just like reading some of this just weird as shit like just like what is happening <laughs> but <laughs> um with the soundtrack i i kind of like i kind of like switch around with like radio station you know just to see what you know each one sounded like and even sometimes i just ride without, without the radio even though but i did like it though i, I give it a solid you know, it gives soundtrack solid eight. Yeah, you're right. When you're doing stuff and the music is like purposefully there, it really did hit, you know, the soundtrack and all the, dun, 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 yeah. you know, you're like going and being like an action hero. It's all like cool and shit. Right. That shit was on point, but I kind of felt, I don't know, I kind of felt it lacking outside of there. I never really found a radio station that I liked a lot. I felt like I kept hearing the same songs over and over again. There was a dope Rihanna joint that I ran across. I only heard it one time and I thought it was awesome, but I don't know. It was harder. Like, I felt like, in the same kind of time frame, you know, 70 hours or so playing a GTA, like I can find my radio stations and I can find, I can like expect I'm going to get some bangers in here and some shit like that. Right. And it might've been something with the sound mixing. Cause some, for some reason, my audio just seemed down uh, for yeah. my radio. And I, I had mean, to like, like the audio is like radio is like the epitome of radio. Bruh. So you know good. What I'm saying? <laughs> in video game. It's so fucking good. It doesn't make any goddamn sense. I felt myself. I, I found myself like mixing my audio when I'm in the car so I can hear it more because you had the radio broadcast. I'm like, uh, you know, from the news, and that would it, it would kind of mirror what you're doing. Not like one to one, but if you blew something up in one mission, they talk about it a couple of days later. So uh, right. I was kind of interested in that stuff. But uh, the soundtrack, as far as the in game action, was always really good, and it was hit or miss for me outside of that. So. All right, Warriors, can you tell me with any confidence, and this is the, you know, don't feel bad at all, but can you tell me with any confidence the overall story of the goings-on in Cyberpunk 2077? To give us a quick overview of what's 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 popping down here as it uh, pertains to your character, V. Yeah. Hit me with it. I'm trying to be, I'm a criminal. I'm trying to be a big criminal. I steal some shit I shouldn't have stole. I stick it in my head because why not? And now a robot is trying to, you know, a computer program is doing what a computer program does and overriding my brain and it wants my body. Easy. Bada boom, bada bing, baby. Bang. So, yeah, pretty straightforward. Uh, I think people were kind of upset about, like, how straightforward it was. Um, And then a little upset about the whole 
quote unquote time clock because essentially you have this sickness, right? Johnny's going to overwrite your consciousness with his own construct, not by choice. Again, it's the soul killer algorithm. It's just kind of going through his body. This is it is what it is. It's going to happen. You can't really help it. Um, so yeah, this was going down with you. Uh, I thought it was pretty cool overall. Actually, I mean, this idea that you have these corporations trying to deal with this tech that they don't really understand, but they want to like weaponize it. That being the Soul Killer, and to kind of explain the Soul Killer very quickly, oh, Cunningham, uh, who was Johnny Silverhand's fiance, uh, you have a cool sex scene with her as well, which is pretty dope. Shouts out. Um, she creates this algorithm called or this. Uh, essential i guess it's like a malware or some shit like that called the soul killer yeah. that would go in and it would kill net runners wherever they were if you're on the net they could kill not kill you but you would take their soul and then put it away from your body and your body would die you would trap that soul so she made that and then obviously it kind of evolved into this thing where you could take that soul and put it into the body giving you immortality arasaka got a wind of it and they're like hey i kind of want that they're gonna kidnap all they're gonna make her work for them and develop this more so that they can do this on a wide scale and they can also live forever. So that's essentially what soul killer is about and what thrust, um, Johnny Silverhand into attacking Arasaka and then him also dying and getting put into one of these things, which for us destiny nerds out here, it's called an engram when your consciousness is taken from <laughs> that's right. the, the body and put into this little construct thing. So that's kind of cool. So yeah, I mean, what did you think about this story? I mean, pretty straightforward. You're a guy, trying to make it make me on the rise you fuck up and then now you gotta go on this mission to save your life what did you think about uh all those uh, shenanigans? i enjoyed it you know just for, for the most part i mean you know you know some fantasy world but oh, completely i thought that's a dope concept it was like you know it's always about money anyway you know it's like oh well, there's this thing where we can use and make more money okay cool let's steal it from this person and, oh never mind she's trapped in the net we don't care you know keep moving keep production moving along but just in a like a story thing, it kind of it just it wove it together pretty nicely for me. Yeah, they um, I like I like that it you could go f- to it straightforward, right? Like that's the kind of thing that always kind of puts me off about RPGs. You have to play the side quest, but I think CD Projekt Red is pretty good about that. You can just burn through it if you wanted to, and you can just go through see what see what's happening with it, and always kind of come back to other stuff. So as far as like a contained story, if that's the way you want to play it, even playing it you know in pieces like we kind of did it as far as implementing side quests and stuff i think that they did a good job of taking you through it it went kind of quick actually like by the time you get to the voodoo boys and you go to the black wall or whatever it is and you see all cunningham it's like that story is like moving very very fast and i was like oh shit i didn't realize it'd be here so quickly but yeah that's like the start of like no return (laughs) yeah yeah it's like it's already kind of getting you to the ideas that you're going to be like ending pretty soon so um yeah i mean i liked it i like I think it's a. I think the backstory of it is probably cooler than the things that you're kind of doing. That's what. That's why I think uh, Johnny shines. That's when Alt shines. That's when all these people shine because this is a quest that started 50 years ago with Johnny Silverham, right? Like he was the one who was going there trying to save Alt Cunningham. He gets killed. All this shit like that. All his other homies who helped him with it are still alive, and you're basically kind of in, enlisting their services again, you know, through Johnny to kind of make these things happen. So. Well, since we're here talking about the story war is, let's go ahead and talk about the ending right quick. We're gonna double back and couple cover a couple other things before we finish it all out, but I kinda wanna get your thoughts on this because I know you were this was pretty contentious for you as far as uh how this shit ended itself. <laughs> mm, mm. Well 
Uh, my ending was I'm not gonna say it was convoluted, um, but it's not what I wanted. Uh, Take me from me- your choices for the final mission, I guess, like up top on the, the when you go up there with with uh misty and talk to johnny and mm. then take me through yeah like what's the overall ending for you so i think when i, I went up there talking with Misty, and then you know you got johnny he all he's in your ear you know yapping about what you want to do go air soccer you want to do blah 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 i should have just enlisted pan am like i wanted to do but i didn't um i went with him and then we went to you know air soccer and then uh rogue she gets killed you know she gets Adam. fucking destroyed. Yeah, she gets <laughs> slaughtered. Then I gotta then I gotta do Adam Smasher in, you know, and then he come to it. Then he wants to talk shit when he did, you know, talking about some I'm always, you know, something that I just like that just blow his brains out because I was like, he, well, he thought he was Thanos with somebody it. out here. Huh? <laughs> he thought he was Thanos with somebody out here. Yeah, exactly. I'm just like, who is it? Okay, dude. And I just I smoked him one time. You know, <laughs> then we go in the room and go through the thing, and it's like, oh well, you actually I can't split you. I was like, bro. <laughs> and I'm just like, you lying, motherfucker. And it's just like, oh, it's already done his D. You can either go into the ether with me or go, or he can go back. Like, bro, what? I don't want to be Johnny Silver. <laughs> you know, so then I make Johnny walk off into the abyss and I go back to my body for like, I guess, I, I don't know. Like, I guess I get to stay for like a couple more days or some shit. I don't I know. I think you got like six months or some shit like that. Okay, yeah, that's what it was. Okay, because I was like, I had like a new apartment, you know, Pan Am was there. And then like, then I went somewhere and I was like, where is he? Where's, where am I going? You know, but I hated that. I hated that ending. <laughs> but I'm glad it was like so different. And like, what I like, I was like, I knew what I wanted. I want to be like, let me go in here, let me split this dude, get my body, and go back. I was like, oh, but I didn't get any of that. <laughs> I was so upset for the longest time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know if there's a happy ending because it's kind of, I mean, this is. can't be. This is the conundrum because there is a secret ending, right? You get the secret ending if you have the high relationship with V, with not V, with Johnny Silverhand, but you got to be at like 70%. So you kind of have to like kiss his ass a lot. And the only thing I know is that if you do that ending, he goes in there alone. But I don't know how that changes what happens to you, because mm. other otherwise the other option for you if was for you to let Johnny take the body, and then that's kind of a sucky ending for V, because like Johnny just gets to live. And I th- and I did both of them. I did the one I didn't get the seventy percent, so I did the one where I went in with um um with with Rogue. That was a cool. That was like a cool thing. You know, you go to Rogue's place, you hang out, you find her like find out that she's running athlete. She's got her whole like weapons armory, all this bullshit like that. You get you see that net runner back there. He hooks you up with all this shit like that. Um, and you go in there, you know, blasting motherfuckers. That's just dope. Uh, but yeah, you're right. If you do it with Johnny, then right. yeah, he just he just comes out and then he like takes a road trip. He like gives some kid his guitar and then he just like leaves. <laughs> wow, of course. <laughs> Wow. And that's like just it. It's like what? <laughs> see, see, I knew it. See, I should just went with Pan Am. I knew it. I knew it. But I don't yeah. know what happens with Pan Am. I don't know if she dies though, because she could get killed by Smasher too. True, though, you know? she could. Oh yeah, Adam could. Yeah, he could smash. Yeah, you're right. Hmm. And that's no good. That's no good at all. Because I mean, Rogue's Rogue's nice song, but Rogue's not Pan Am. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, true. She's a, she's a she's a expendable. Yeah, I mean. 
it's always hard to end these games. Like, like it's it's hard to end an RPG. I feel like there's so much work put into everything else. Like, you have to just end it someplace. And I think games more often than not want to have, they want to write an ending and then make and then force a way for you to come back. Essentially, right? Like, it's too clean if you just come back and you can do everything. Because I mean, the afterlife is destroyed and all that shit like that. Everything has changed in the world, so they kind of have sure. to have a reason to rewind it back. So I think that's more of an impetus for them to just have an ending that has nothing to do with everything you did before, just so you can be a completionist. So. Uh, very Hashtag video games out here. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Okay. Well, that's the story. That's the ending, man. Uh, we talked about the relationship with Johnny a little bit. Um, yeah. We talked about the world. We've covered, we've covered a very good amount of ground. <laughs> in a short amount of time yeah it's so. a lot of content <laughs> is there anything else that you want to add to this bad boy before we get up out of here no you know just um only other thing i'll probably just just the build options in that game just you know unfucking limited that's the um, one yeah talk to me about the build you know, options. you can yeah. you know i went like net runner stealthish um you know i did like a for like probably like 98 percent, maybe 90 percent of the game i did like a lot of sneaking and just trying not to kill people which is really satisfying you know do the missions and like not get caught and you know like hack the cameras, turn them off and stuff. But um, and but one of my one of my favorite parts though about the game was upgrading your skills through gameplay. Like that's just like one. Yep. It's like one of my favorite things about it because like you doing you using you playing how you want to play, but it's like subliminal. You know what I'm saying? And the game rewards you for like things you do, like the way that you play. So like if you continue to use pistols, you know what I'm saying? You'll get to upgrade. If you hack, you get you know you go up. So that uh, that part I really I really did love that part. Yeah, it's uh, it was a little convoluted at first, understanding how their skills work. But yeah, basically at the base of it, if you use pistol, you get pistol skills, and then you have two ways to put points. And then you have like overall attribute points, so something like a strength, um, a dexterity, reflex, shit like that. Those are like their own kind of segue, and they open up more points for you. But to get more points into the pistol tree, you would need to upgrade the pistols themselves to get more points to put into there. So it's a double whammy of points, but it is influenced by your gameplay at the core of it. And you're completely right. Like I much prefer that Skyrim approach than like a fallout approach where you have to put every single point in the spot. So uh, definitely kudos on that. True. Yeah. And shout out to the skill trees, man. Like I, I fucking love a good skill tree. And I think all the options as far as like making a, you know, a crit build or like a boxing build or like a shotgunner, you know, fast person build all these, all that shit was was really cool, and it sucks that it costs so much money to respec uh, in the game because I mean, like that's what you want to do in this kind of game. You want to try things out, so um, that's like a hindrance. I feel like, but there are so many options for getting money in there, and I, and I feel like they don't want to fix it either because it's kind of in line with the game. It's like it's a cyberpunk hacking game. Like if you want to hack the game and get you some more currency or whatever, it's fuck it, go ahead and do it. So shout out to that. Um, as far as the bills go, as well. As well this game is um it's super loot heavy and so much so much cool powerful unique armor can just be found in the world there's like a cool zippy gun that you can find he like talks to you he's in like his headshot mode he's a smart pistol uh that's super cool uh you have all these okay did you see that did you did you see <laughs> I did that, not pistol? Get that no yeah it's in like a <laughs> there's so much like random shit like that he's in like an alley and you find him and he's like talking to you he's got like a bullet face or some shit like that and yeah you go around there um and you got to return him but i think you can glitch it so you can keep it but um a lot of cool unique weapons that you can find just in the world and i love that kind of stuff it kind of gives you that feel that anything can kind of happen even if you're pushing it past 
Like you don't have to be a certain level to experience a lot of the cool stuff, right? You can just run around. Right. You can find these things. You can reload a checkpoint to make them random roll again and get you like the best, uh, the best loot that you want to. So shouts out, man. Big, big ups. So yeah, Wars, how do you feel, man? We talked about Cyberpunk for about an hour now. I mean, um, I think we're pretty thorough in that. What you think? Oh yeah. I think hopefully we hit it, hit everything. You know, me, for me, if you want final verdict, you know, on a rating, I give it a solid nine out of ten, you know. Oh my god, a, let's fucking go. You know what I'm saying? I give I, I give it a you know, nine with a little 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 A A minus. I'm here for it. Yeah, yeah hey, know, that's very enjoyable. Not gonna do a, not gonna do a second playthrough. We'll do a second ending though, but not gonna do a second playthrough. Too many hours dedicated already in there. Take a better man than me. Yeah, I'm gonna. I think whenever the you know, in case you didn't hear the new, hear the news, we have a PS5 in house. Shouts out to you, boy. Thank you, Ray Man. I okay. love you so much. <laughs> I'll probably play through it again once the PS5 native version comes back. I'll probably play through it again. Probably chase that plat out here, and then um, yeah, because I like coming back to games after a while, especially RPGs. I've got my, I've played like 100 plus hours now. I, don't, I think I've got my feel so far. So <laughs> I'm right there with you, though. I love the game. A nine out of ten sounds pretty fair. Um, yeah, they killed it. I mean, I'm here for as they update it more, as they get more DLC. I'm very interested to see where they take it um, from here on out. So yeah, that's our Cyberpunk review. Tell us uh, how you guys like that. I mean, this is the first time we've done something like this, and it's. It's uh, it's a lot of work on us to do something so big for the first go, but I think we did okay. Uh, you guys can give us your feedback on length and maybe um, amount of content and shit like that as we kind of go. And we'll we'll keep we'll keep on trying it out. Uh, nothing too much as we're ending this out. Uh, this is releasing on a Tuesday, so if you're listening listen to this day one, please check back in with us tomorrow on Twitch twitch.tv slash Oblivious Games. We'll be streaming at about eight o'clock uh, Central Time until again we get tired because we're old. Like I said at the beginning of this show, and then yeah, that's about it. Expect a new regular episode of Oblivious Games coming up uh, next week. We'll talk about the news. And yeah, hopefully we'll also get another Oblivious Shorts out there to your video feed. So yeah, that's about it. Wars, anything else you want to say to the kids before we bust up out this piece? Uh, you know, just make sure you save early and save often. <laughs> Oblivious Games, the, 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 the show that saves often. Let's go. <laughs> All right, y'all. Well, thanks for joining us. Thanks for hanging out. Um, get into the socials, obliviouspod at gmail.com. Get on the Instagram, obliviouspod, um, and then obliviouspod1 on Twitter. Uh, let us know what you think. Let us know how we're doing. Tell us we're pretty. Tell us we're beautiful. All that good shit. Uh, for the ghost of Craig, for Ray-Ban out there on his ones and twos, and for Vorez, I'm Jay. We are oblivious, and we out. Peace. Oblivious Podcast is brought to you by Chris Rowland, Dustin Stokes, The Clinton Morgan, and me, Jay Johnson. We write, produce, and host all content. The show is recorded remotely from Meridian, Mississippi, Memphis, Tennessee, Jackson, Mississippi, and Chicago, Illinois. To contribute to our show or just to say hello, you can find us at obliviouspod.com. There, you can find a link to our Patreon. Our email is obliviouspod at gmail.com, Instagram at obliviouspod, and Twitter at obliviouspod1. To contact us individually, you can find us on Twitter at Rajakan, at Laquenza, and at Oblivious Stokes. I'll be on Instagram at Chuki.